Hi, and welcome to Voice Notes. This is an everyday conversation between Claire Kelly and Ali Hart. We're talking to you about the things that matter. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I'm actually, because we're recording this via Zoom, and I've been doing so many workshops, I'm always looking at the camera <laughs> rather than look at you. So yeah, I'm good, thanks. The sun is shining. Cannot wait to get out in it because I haven't got out yet. What about you? What's yeah, no, I'm grand. It's a beautiful day here as well. I've been cleaning all morning though. You know, living the dream. Got a new Hoover today for anyone mm -hmm. interested. Um, but I'm actually in joggers today for the first time in a long time. Usually I'm in my shorts. I'm not going to lie. It's sweaty. It's yes. Uh, well, whereas I've just put on my shorts and I'm not going to lie. They're neat. They're neat. Oh, snug. Lockdown. Snug, yeah. But that's okay. It'll pass. Exactly. So yes, I have those on. I just put them on there now because I was roasting in my, I was doing a workshop there and I was roasting in my dungarees. Like yeah. Sweaty bum. Sweaty bum. Well, that's the title of this episode. It's funny <laughs> you say about doing the uh, the workshops and always looking, looking at the camera now because I'm totally looking at you because often when I'm doing this, I'm like looking at myself going, oh, what's that on my chin? You know, like you see yourself <laughs> on screen and now I'm just like, hmm, Ali. <laughs> what are we talking about today today we want to talk about change and evolution and adaption and uh, we think it's really important in business obviously recently loads of people have adapted their businesses because of lockdown um but out with um any of the, the times we're in now it's always been really important certainly i think so to always be constantly changing and evolving i mean evolution itself is about survival isn't it so yeah i think it's in all aspects of our life it's something really important that we all have to do and i know people don't like change necessarily but it's really really important yeah and i i know we've touched on a lot about how that was what we were doing then or this is how things have changed and i'm listening to gary b who i know i've talked about before a uh, big marketing guy and, and he's often says i'm not really the same as i was whenever i started my wine company or he's like it's all right to to change and evolve and I think um, it's very clever to do that too. Yeah it's one of those things I suspect that people don't realise how much they've changed this is now talking like personally um, until they look back you know you don't like if you look at yourself from five years ago if you ever get like those Facebook memories or your posts you put up 10 years ago and you just think god was I ever that person that that spoke in that way like on a basic level like we do it all the time and we're just we're never Absolutely. the person we were yesterday yeah I had a run yesterday um we now are allowed in gardens I think I told you that so uh we went across to my mum's and sat in her garden and I was like I'm gonna go for a run because it's so nice and I've been working all day and I was running around the road that I ran I wouldn't really have been a runner growing up but I walked it it's called the three mile circuit it's just mm -hmm. over three miles but um i was there and i thought oh my goodness it's 20 years since i was doing this when i was 17 like and i moved out you know when we moved out as a student when i was 18 i was thinking mm -hmm. i am so different but also i do resort back to being a little bit of that version of myself when i'm walking around you know i'm still moving out the side of the hedge where i know the dog that barks really loud but that dog is long gone <laughs> Or, you know, going up the hill, you're like, this takes how many steps to get to the top of this hill? So, yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday and how I've changed and how much has happened. And also how bad I am at just, or I'm better now. But a lot of my 20s, certainly, I just didn't, I wasn't very present or didn't adapt. I think I just motored on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I yeah, I don't think I don't think to my late teens and my twenties I was present. No, I'd say I kind of just floated along. Maybe should have taken things more seriously at the time, but I didn't. And I don't think anybody really does when you're no when you're and, young. And the beauty is that you can adapt when you're get older mm-hmm. because you have that knowledge, don't you? Whereas I suppose you have to make all those mistakes and you're not just as quick in your feet when you're younger. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's um I think when like I used to be so scared of things changing and I didn't like being at school and like timetables changing or people moving up, you know, things like that. And it would just really, really unsettle me, which I suppose it probably comes from insecurity. Now I don't think I'm so scared of change now. And again, I think it's like you say, it's because you learn from experience and you know that it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. Or one thing I often say to myself as well, what's the worst that can happen? Like, is anybody going to die from this? No, they won't die from it. So it's probably all right then. You know, just roll with it. And that's the, you know, I know I joke about you doing data for the podcast, <laughs> but I'm always saying about in business, you know, when you collect the data, when you look at what's working and what's not, then you, you can change. And it's not, it's actually more satisfying to stick in it and to keep going and adapt rather than to just start something new or change, <laughs> like totally shift. Yeah. I, I do mean it rather than just quit. And just yeah. Drop it and go, yeah, I think people are like I was listening to another podcast. It was actually a Christian one, and he was talking about how you know everyone thinks that starting something is and um, the big thing. You know, I'm starting a career, I'm starting a new book, I'm starting a. But actually, it's the finishers and the people that stick at it that learn the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, not. Quit. It could nearly be called not quitting this episode. Actually, it could be, couldn't it? Well, it's funny you said that. Remember the other day we were. I don't know what made me start singing Miley Cyrus to you, but singing It's the Climb. And I, put, I ended up putting on my Google Play as I was singing it around the kitchen. And I was like, it's the climb. But it's so true. Like, it's, it's not how you get there. It's not about what's waiting on the other side. It's like, you know, it's that thing when it's just like, I, I can't believe when I'm quitting Miley Cyrus, but this is, this is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. This is. I think most people who are successful when they get to the finish line, there's not actually a finish line. It's just what's coming next. Yeah, so sure. I think you you just ha- you just you do just keep going, and that's just one of those things. Because in in life, if we're going to get deep now, we we have to. It's the same with relationships and friendships, yeah. and you don't just. I mean, some of us are very fortunate. You find your circle of friends when you're six years old, and that's you forever. Or you find you fall in love with your first love and you marry them. I mean, case in point, us too. But uh, but not but like we honestly always have to just keep growing, and there's no. There's no end, really, until till it's all over. <laughs> till the end. Wow. <laughs> well, I do though, and I think um, there's um, that. Sorry, to quote this guy again. I need to get his name, Stephen. Anyway, evolution church. Evolution, no, something church. Um, but he talked about how um, it's sexier to stay, stay in the game. It kind of is. Like once you get, especially marriage and all. Like I'm looking at us there too, and relationships. It's ups and downs and you know we were talking really deep last weekend about just you know I, I used to be so judgmental of um or so quick to judge people who like I remember you know looking after kids and that there was affairs and different and or like when I was working at the restaurants and seeing it happen and I said I'm like now you know they're just people who make mistakes things happen and Mike was like really are you trying to say I was like no but I'm just trying to say that you go th- you're not in someone else's shoes and it is about like sticking together and communicating and then when you learn from all that it's about rather than being so black and white is what I'm trying to say I guess yeah I don't think 
I don't think you could live happily living black and white. No. I mean, that would, it must end up as a very lonely existence because mm-hmm. you're just isolating people all the time and pulling them apart. There has to be shades of grey. Yeah, and we were saying about how we're even better now. Like, I enjoy Michael's banter now more than whenever we were. Maybe there's more wine involved, but um, we have, like, proper... You know that thing of, like, I'm so sloppy, you know, but I like doing life with you. So I think adapting to the highs and lows is actually where the, the peak the peaks and troughs of life are where the, the little joys are, aren't they? I think we're always striving for the next. If you look at your kids as well, you know, they can't wait to the next birthday. Remember when you couldn't wait to your next birthday? I know. And, I... and all of those things. And I know I'm being very general and sweeping, but I feel like even in relationships, all that, like sticking it out. Same with my business. There's some days I think if I just shut up, shut up and stop this, like, cause sometimes it feels like a struggle, like the business side of it, not the painting, that's the easy part. But there's times like some, maybe I'll never make enough money for that. Maybe I'll never. Then you're like, the minute you can only do what is in front of you uh-huh. and adapt accordingly. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I feel the same as well with my business sometimes, especially, you know, a couple of months ago when there was all the uncertainty and I just thought, I'll just stop. I'll just stop altogether and I won't have to worry anymore because it'll just be nothing. And it was purely the, the attitude of I'm just going to quit, which is stupid because you work, you work so hard. You get yourself mm-hmm. to a good point and you, you always think, do they ever think I'd be where I am? And so it's yeah. like, maybe it's something we're just never satisfied. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those But things. then you adapted like we all did. Because even someone, I was out for a walk yesterday and um, I bumped into our babysitter, our childminder, and she said, wow, like you're doing it. I said, I really just decided I can sink or swim. And mm-hmm. how do I make this work? Yeah, it's nerve wracking. Yes, it's intense. But for the minute, it is working, changing workshops so they're online mm-hmm. and making packages so that people don't have to think about anything except right what's in front of them. Um, but it's also, you're talking there, and I was thinking about, you know, yes, you'd thought maybe like just pack it all and whatever, but the cool thing is you're serving people and I'm serving people who want to be like helped. So yeah. when they get in touch, you're like, oh, there's a reason I do this. It's not yeah. just like a financial gain. It's because this is built into my soul. Mm-hmm. And I will adapt accordingly. This is, I think it's when you find what you, you know, I mean, I hate that saying, what you, what's it say? When you find what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. I mean, that's true in so many respects, but also it's not plain sailing, loving what yeah. you do, but you do get that buzz. Like I've had new patients come on with me in the past couple of weeks and I get really nervous before I speak to them, mm-hmm. but then it's just really lovely. And again, you have to adapt. Like I was talking to my girlfriends yesterday and she said, so how does counseling online work? And I was like, well, it's like a video call. She was, she was like, yeah, but you read a lot from body language because you do. Like if someone's sitting in front of you, yeah. fidgety, you, can, you can see anxiety in the different way people present. And I said, well, to be honest, I just have to ask slightly harder questions than maybe I normally would because I can't mm-hmm. see all their signals. Like if I'm just seeing someone's shoulders up, I can't yeah. see if they're shifting in their seat or if they're tapping away at something or picking it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't see these things. So I was like, I think I just have to be a little bit more cutting with some of the questions well yeah and um my friends in the states like they um because uh, the two that i'm thinking of have moved so much they have the same therapist and it's always a phone call mm-hmm. and even whenever they visit here they'll be like i'm gonna go and speak to my therapist and it's like cool so that's that's the beauty of being able to adapt and also i guess you say ideally you would want someone in front of you for the first i don't know mm-hmm. but 
if you get the questions right and you do it, then I think that's it's actually really cool that people don't feel they have to drive somewhere to get somewhere to be somewhere, adding to all that. Whereas like the beauty of Zoom and everything and phone calls is Yeah. It is with me and the kids, you know, we're talking about this with workshops, like people just have to set the package that I've sent them in front of their kids, in front of a screen, and that's them for an hour and a half. Like it is cool. It's amazing is what it is. Listeners, my three boys did Ali's workshop the other week. Well, two of them did. The other one sort of hopped in and out and did his own freestyling. Uh, but I've never seen my children so engaged in all my days. More than a YouTube video, more than Dan TDM or whoever else. I was stressed them. about that too. And I kept thinking I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I really need to do one for the teens. But anyway, that's by the by. Doesn't it show how children have adapted as well though? Yes, and I said that to all of them. I was like, look at how good all of you are on Zoom. Like, I was like, can you give me a thumbs up? This isn't today's workshop. And they were able to do the emoji on the screen. I was like, no idea where that even comes from. Like, actually over their face. Ah. Kids have adapted very well because it's been hard for them in terms of, I know we're talking about long-term adaptions, but certainly the last couple of months for lockdown. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show you as well, maybe we don't all give people, especially children, credit for being able to, cope and change I don't think they're necessarily coping they're just living their life and just now it's like this is now what we do okay then we log into seesaw we log into google documents whatever were you I think I'm probably going to know the answer to this because we um only get started to know each other whenever our boys were uh, before well they were small they were small they're all born um and you were on the third by the time I met you uh we were never really the strict parents of like I have to be home by this time or they have to be in bed by this time we were pretty adaptable and we felt like that was good for the kids or what were you oh I was pretty strict were you helping yeah yeah I was I was um like I would have gone to parties and just brought like a pop-up car uh no I wasn't that mum I was like bed but I think primarily because can you hear that barking okay <laughs> um there must be a pigeon in the garden um because i was i had such an awful time with my eldest when he was a baby like he wouldn't sleep and he had called like the first three months all he did was scream at me like i'd pick him up yeah. and he'd just scream in my face so i got really into like he needs to sleep so um i think it was a couple of times we did pop up um cots at my sister's wedding he was only eight weeks old no he was 12 weeks old so we did that then. So that's probably like the most chilled I was, but also I had like 50 or 60 family members and everybody was like checking on, you know, so. Yeah. Was, Whereas I like, felt colic with our first one for the first three months meant that I was like, I am enjoying life. I am getting out. I am like bringing this baby with me. Chilled mama and parties. Well, just I felt that with colic that I'd lost so much of my life. I was 26 years old. I was like, I am going to take this baby out, take this, you know, and then we traveled so much as well because people were not even married. We, we were so young. Yeah. Or anything. Uh, but yeah, I do think all of that helps a little bit, but you know what you're saying there about you didn't like changing on school. I can see that in my boys and I think it's actually just sometimes in our nature. We don't really like change. Yeah. I think as it comes from, um, I don't know, for me, it would be my confidence and insecurity. Yeah. Like you just get used to things being a certain way. And then it all changes. But now you go through enough changes and you don't worry so much anymore, yeah. do you? And you thrive. I think when you change and you adapt, you can thrive. Yeah. And I think when you see that things have worked out and things will work out, even the worst things can happen. And you even, even turning um, vegetarian. Yes. I'm still a vegetarian. You adapted and that's working. I know. It's good, isn't it? 
and it's not just like you know toast all the time no although although yesterday like i made a lot of cheese toasties and i was like huh like it's like a cooking and now i've just gone oh i'm done well i feel like we've since we've become basically carnivores again i feel i've adapted very quickly into old ways (laughs) and actually have um the I, we're actually nearly the opposite of that. It's like, how did I ever be so creative in the kitchen? Because I was always, no, I just think about meat and veg all the time. You've just, you've gone back to basics. Savage. So on that note, I think we'll leave it there. We've, we're kind of, we're out of time. So there's no email this week, but we'll have one. Maybe we'll have another Monday Intentions or be in next week's episode. Um, yeah. Stay please tuned. do get in touch. But then also just, um, Look at all your strengths in terms of business. Look at what you're, I think that thing of just uh, doubling down on your strengths can really help you adapt. Like whatever you're really good at, other things you can kind of set aside and give yourself a bit of a break. Yeah. And look how far you've come. That's always something I think. Like look where you were five years ago. Yeah. And if that fails, listen to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it's the climb. Right. I know what I'm going okay. to do this afternoon. So you can find us on Instagram at Voice Notes the Podcast. You can email us at Voice Notes Podcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website and you can find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and then there's yeah. also the Facebook group. Um I feel like with it being people contacting by email, maybe don't want to put into the group, but like we maybe it's just at the minute we we're a bit thinly spread with the lads and everything, but um, please do feel free to kickstart that. Anyone, any questions? Any yeah, oh, we're here and we do love, um, we love getting messages, we love replies and we love getting voice notes too. We do. So, voice notes. Voice notes. Okay. Right, well, we'll leave it on that tuneful <laughs> note and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.